episode 88 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Report Card Janelle. It's that time of the year. Yeah, here's the thing. I have to get my honor roll list in before Report Card Day. That's insane. How do you even know? (sighs) I'm just going to have to guess. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you've got a little more scientific... (laughs) Uh, method than that but it is a crazy time of year end of the school year so many school activities so many things that have to be done we love you guys so much we are still recording we're recording anyway despite it all yeah we got house guests coming yep we have end of the year programs yep all that stuff lunch bunch (laughs) The list goes on. You couldn't even make it to my last lunch bunch. I know. So, um, this episode 88. 88! And um, it's significant because that is the speed, 88 miles per hour, that the DeLorean has to hit in order to go back in time. So, I feel like wow, that's a... Wow, what a rough. Sort of good. It's a good, uh, a good you know, monument. da na 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 and speaking of Back to the Future, what's that? Something happened this week. Oh yeah. Well, I might as well give a shout out on the show. Yeah. Because um, friend of the show, Mark Kalmbach, um, he sent me. He sent me a message and said he was sending me a surprise. Uh, some he, he sells a lot of books, and he came across a book that he thought I would like. Well, a couple of books actually. So he sent me two books and. Um, one of them, and he actually did like does amazing like envelope art when he sends stuff, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I'm gonna post that. Um, I post it. I'm gonna spread out the post, you know. But, you don't want to um, be an overposter. No, no, no. But I'll I'll post a picture of that too. But he sent me two books. The first one is really cool. It's like a a book about um, was it like ghost towns? I want to say or like abandoned towns or buildings or something in the northwest. I'm messing up the, t- the thing, probably. Very excited. You know, we love that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. urban exploration and, and you know, old places and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's very cool. But the, the real highlight, the coup de grace, the most exciting thing, is he found a novel, a novelization, well, kind of. It's really like a spinoff book from Family Ties. Sha-la-la-la. It's not like a novelization because it's not based on a particular episode. It's an original story set in the Family Ties universe. But it, you know, plays out, I guess, as if it were an episode. They only did one of these. After you read it, we'll have to put it in fiction books. Well, that too. And I'm going to do a special episode of Alex B. Keaton as my friend to discuss it. So. Um, but it's not... Uh, they, they only did one. As far as Google can tell, anyway. They only made one of these books. And he found it and sent it to me. So that's amazing. It's very, very cool. If you look at the Alex B. Keaton as my friend Facebook page, I posted a uh, picture of it. Because it's crazy. Alex Gets the Business, I think, is what it's called. That's not even the reference I was talking about. Oh, no? What were you talking about? When you set up something, you said it reminded you of Back to the Future. When I set up something. From the garage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's in the news. So I I guess it's time to get to the news. Except we're skipping something, so we can't get to the news We'll come back to that. That's why I didn't know your reference, because it was out of sequence. Well, I meant to just give a little teaser. Okay. Well, now it's a big teaser. 
Um, before we get to the news, we're going to do a segment we haven't done in a long time for some reason. I guess we've been getting along really well. So, uh, okay. this segment is called Fights. Let's do a reenactment of a couple picking what movie they should go to or what movie right. they should watch. This is a scene out of like very early Phil and Janelle marriage. Do you want to watch a movie? Yes, let's watch a movie. That sounds fun tonight. What do you want to watch? I want to watch an action film. Ugh. What do you want to watch? Some dumb chick flick? Yes, of course. Rom-com. But I don't want to expand my horizons or look at anything that is not something I already know I like. Blah. What are we going to do? How can we ever decide? You're so annoying. But now we must fight. Now we spend our whole time fighting. And we never got to watch a movie. Ugh. Let's go make out. <laughs> I mean, that's more or less, you know, how our early marriage uh, movie decision making was. We just skipped to making out. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, we were, it was, you know, honeymoon stage. Well, Phil and I actually, actually, let's be real, Phil invented... Well, and it came, okay, this, I have to give credit where credit is due. My mom used to do this kind of stuff with me as a kid. My mom is probably, like, at least partially responsible for some of my OCD tendencies. I'm pretty sure she would claim that. And uh, is something we used to do... Like, if we couldn't decide on something, it wasn't so much we were fighting, but, like, I distinctly remember we were camping, and we were doing laundry at the campground, and there was a uh, a vending machine that had, like, a bunch of candies, and Mom was like, okay, we have this much money, we should get a candy, what should we get? And we couldn't decide, so we decided to do the elimination game, because we could only, like, had what, enough change. all 50 things in the vending machine? Yeah, because we only had enough change to oh get one gosh, thing. That's so annoying. It was so much fun, so we eliminated it, and then I don't remember what we chose. Because that is true. There was a fight based on the elimination game. I made you limit the number of items. Yes. Well, so we're we're putting the card before the course. That That's where the inspiration came from. So I decided let's apply that concept to our movie choosing. And sometimes other things, like choosing a restaurant we're going to go to or whatever. So we would both put in however many selections mm-hmm. of things that we wanted into a pile. So let's say there's, you know, 15 movies. And then one of us would start. And we always would start the same, so the same person ended. And you take turns back and forth eliminating one thing from the pile. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the end, whatever is left, you can't get mad at what was watched and what you're watching because you could have eliminated could that have at eliminated. any time and you chose not to. And then the next time you're going to watch a movie, you take that same pile with the same choices, start with the same person and do eliminating again, and then you come up with, you know, whatever's going to be left. It's funny, too, because I remember you'd replenish when we get, got down to, like, four or five Yeah, keep it interesting. Um. And then you'd fill it back up again, so there were movies that stayed in the pile unwatched. Yeah, because like you would always eliminate the Alfred Hitchcock silent films. Yes. And I remember yes, I some would. of those were in there forever. In fact, I don't think you ever actually watched them. Oh, no. I'm not going to watch a silent film. I think I got you to watch like one or two silent films, I but not the asleep. entire Alfred Hitchcock selection. So, um... It's a real marriage saver, folks. It is. So uh, this is a fight with a solution, actually. And it doesn't have to just be for movies. It could be for whatever. Restaurants. Yeah. You know, kids' names. 
you want yeah, to name your kids? Yeah, we actually did play it. Yeah, although there were multiple rounds, and it, it wasn't just a straight elimination game for the kids' names. But we did use that as one of the tools in uh-huh. selecting. Man, that was a long process. That wasn't a fight, though. Like, we got along on it. We just had a really hard time deciding on Well, names. more for Luke's name. Yeah. Because apparently you had a lot of guy names. Well, yeah, if someone was, like, mean to me as a kid, I didn't want to, like, you know, name my kid something. You had a lot of kids that were mean to you. Well, I had a hard time in junior high, so, you know, eliminated a lot of names. But anyway, so next time you guys are deciding to do something, whatever it is, use the elimination game. Try the elimination game. And the reason we bring this up is because we just started doing it with Luke and Audrey. Yeah. And what we did, we'll talk about later, but we pick some DVDs to watch some classic movies with them, and we've been going through and eliminating. Mm-hmm. And it works with more than two people, whoever, however many. Just make sure you always select in the same order and start with the same person so that it rotates who gets to be the final decision maker. Yeah. That's important. There. So there you go. It's a fun little tool to help you solve a fight. All right. And with that, it's time for the news. And now the news. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and TuneIn and wherever you listen to our podcast. You guys can drop us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter at mandarinorange. Join our Facebook group and find our page there. It's all there. It's good stuff. I posted a really good video mm-hmm. um, today. In Mandarin Orange Show group um, about a recipe for summer. And you posted the Family Ties book in your Alex P. Keaton. That, on the page for that, yeah. For so, that, if you want to Lots of that. good stuff on Facebook and all those things. So hit us up, drop us an email or a message or whatever, and let us know how you're doing. And maybe what fight you helped we helped avoid. Um, yeah, try the, it out. The elimination game. Rate and review. Rate and review the elimination <laughs> game. Um... So we have two big, you know, news things that happened this week. One of them is probably, I guess, more significant than the other, but, you know. Well, we both made money at them. That's true, but one of them, I guess, is a bigger accomplishment. And so we'll, should we start with the bigger accomplishment or the lesser one? The lesser one. All right. Janelle was Teacher of the Year. <laughs> you guys, she won. I'm just kidding, kind of. <laughs> kind of. No, she did. Um, we went to the ceremony. I'm going to tell it since I know you don't want to brag for yourself. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But, um, so if you guys remember correctly from the past episodes, Janelle was nominated by her school as the teacher of the year for the school site. And then all those teachers go in a battle royale against each other for the teacher of the year at the for the district. And, I mean, they don't really fight. They a actually, battle royale? Like American Gladiator? It's like that, sure. I mean, but with less, like, physical things and more, like, clever video clips. <laughs> so we went to the ceremony, and they called all the, the um, nominees, and it's this big old thing. They, we watched a really long movie Yeah, like about a half an hour video where everyone got featured and stuff, because everyone had to get mentioned. And then they called, and there was actually four recipients of the award... And Janelle was the last one they called. Yes, I was the last name of the So night. it was like this huge suspense thing. And they, they announced the classified employee of the year, too, which is the non-teachers yeah, of the district. Yeah, so office folks so and bus drivers, etc. So our librarian, librarian at our school won. 
And so when we heard that in the audience, we're like, oh, no, because they're not going to give. I mean, there's a lot of schools involved. And we're like, they're not going to give both of the awards to, like, the same school site. And I was like, that's fine. And then they did. Better luck next time. And we all screamed and cheered. And Janelle did, like, a cute pose as she walked across the stage. I blew a kiss. I told her, like, don't just be boring and walk across. Give me a good picture. (laughs) Well, um, and it was funny because people came up to me. Afterwards, and they're like, I got a video of you blowing us a kiss. See, I wanted to be interesting. So, I was just so scared I was gonna trip. I know, you did perfect. No, I, no mishaps or anything. Gosh, I was like wearing a dress and makeup, and yeah. <laughs> Phil was quite startled when I walked out of the bathroom. I had to do a double take and like, who's this strange woman that just walked out of our bathroom? Are you sure you're supposed to look like that? I will see, this is the thing. So Janelle is like acting all offended, like, because I said, oh, like that's a lot of makeup or whatever, because normally Janelle doesn't wear makeup, like period. And I love that. Like, that's my, like, that's the look I like. I like your natural face. So you started to get mad. I'm like, how can you be mad at me that I think you look the most beautiful just who you are, not when makeup is slathered on? And you didn't really argue too much back on that. No, it's Like, if, imagine if it was reversed and I was like, oh, you look really ugly. Go put on some makeup, right? Like, that would be the bad you thing You don't say. need no makeup. <laughs> right. So I think that's a pretty good, uh, you know, perspective. And it's... yeah. You can't be too mad at that. I don't know if I wanted you to double back. Well, it's just, it's jarring. Our kids were like, what did mommy do? Like, you don't, Janelle never, ever wears makeup. I wear makeup for special events. I know. So, but that's what I'm saying. It's so seldom that, like, the kids weren't sure who you were. And they're like, what what happened to mommy? Well, I'm going to be in the news, so. I know. It's exciting. No, you looked very pretty, and I just I just like your natural look. That's all. It's good. And I greatly appreciate the amount of time that it doesn't take you to get ready. I'm in in our relationship. I'm the slow one oh, in the bathroom, yeah. like easily by far. I'm always slow. I like to take long showers, long constitutionals, and uh, you know, groom. What's a constitutional? I was trying not to say long poops and be like classy, but now you made me say it, so. Really? It's called a constitutional? It's a funny euphemism for it, but now that the subtlety is thrown out the window, I like to take long poops. Yeah, it was an exciting night, and I'm just glad I didn't have to do a constitutional in the middle of it. (laughs) So yeah, it's pretty great, and you got like a cash prize, well not cash prize, you have to fill out like a W-9 or whatever. I got part of it. Probably taxed like 500%. Yeah, probably. But there was a... But I don't have to spend it on my school. Yeah, like it's just for you. So. I... I like... I'm thinking that I got it because of all my grant writing. Because that... I didn't really hear... Well, they didn't like give reasons why. Well, that was... I was the only one that that was voiced over on. True. I don't know. You were nominated by a lot of people. You had parents that wrote stuff about you and other teachers. So it was pretty exciting. I was very proud. Definitely teary-eyed. And, like, a bunch of my family came out and lots of people from your school. And our kids and I were there, of course. I know. I felt really beloved. Really beloved. Even one of my students. Yeah. So that was very exciting. 
And now for the really big news. <laughs> no, but see, here's the thing. This is why I say it. Because everyone knows you're like the best teacher. So although it was amazing that that was recognized, it's not a huge shock. But what I did this last weekend, I think is going to shock people. It is pretty shocking. It is. Why don't you and tell? And has to do with Back to the Future. Since I bragged on you, you got to brag on me now. So... Phil put his big sound system up for sale. This is one that he got from a band that Fold he Zendera, loves. Slash Mortal. Um, he paid six thousand dollars for $6, it. Six thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Back in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I think it was ninety eight. No, maybe ninety nine. It would have been ninety nine. Ninety nine. So long time. Because I didn't have it for. The first Blue Christmas. Yeah, maybe it was even 2000. It was 2000. 2000. Because it wasn't until I lived in the apartments, right? Maybe it was right before then. I thought you lived on campus. Maybe I did. Maybe, but it was 2000. Because the first two Blue Christmases, we rented sound from someone else. Right. I didn't do sound until the third one. So, it's been sitting in the garage since we moved here. We've moved it around with us. Now... We couldn't even fit it at any of our other places we lived at, so you've been... Well, you used to... It stored... It was... I, I it, When I bought it, it came with a trailer, a big 20-foot trailer, and I kept it stored in there and then various places. It was at Biola for a while, then it was at various churches I worked at, mm-hmm. and then um, it just... It, when we moved out here, I didn't have anywhere to keep it, so we wound up selling the trailer... And then stashing all the stuff in the garage. And I still, I've used like, I have like different size setups. So I've used the smaller stuff and done events like that. But the big one hasn't. I haven't had a cause or means to move around the big one since then. It's really big. Yeah, it requires a large trailer or truck. And so it just, you know, there's less and less call, especially not in college anymore, for something of that magnitude. We've had smaller concerts, like I said, but. you know, it's it's something that we're like, if you have a thousand people, I could do sound for them. Right. But, um, so it's so been you, you sitting there. you posted it on Craigslist and other online selling places, and you actually had somebody really excited about it. Yeah, well, I'd gotten a couple, like, one offer and a couple of other interested emails, but nothing that... But this guy was like, he was really he, hold it for me. Yeah, and he was, like, freaked out that I was going to sell it to someone else. So it actually worked out. And, I mean, he wrote on Friday, I want to say, and then he was here on Monday with the money. With a rented truck. And a truck he rented to come and get it. So, um, so I let it go. And you have to understand, I bought this with, like, well, I actually borrowed some of the money from my roommate at the time, from Steve, mm-hmm. and then paid that back to him with, I mean, I made my money back on it right. years ago. Because I used to do sound a lot at, you know, for all these kind of events and stuff, so I would rent it out and... And, uh, you know, I mean, I'd get... Did you give him interest? Or he was I, just... I feel like I did. I think I... But it wasn't you much. You probably... I think... You probably did. Because he would... I mean, you were like, I could do it from the bank from this much, or I could borrow yeah. it from you. Yeah. If I remember correctly, it would have been a flat rate. So, say I borrowed 6000 I would have paid him back, like, 6500 or something. Yeah. I don't remember the terms, but it was something like that. You know, it was just a... You know, mutually beneficial in that right. way. So anyway, I mean, I made the sound the the money back a long time ago. Used it for a lot of stuff, but the last, like you said, seven years, it's been in there. It takes up a lot of room in the garage, 
And I just kind of finally decided I guess I could do it. And it was hard. And this is why I say it was a big deal, because I don't like to get rid of stuff. And this is not only, like, a large part of what I did, like, as a career after college, but, like, I was emotionally attached to that stuff. And it's okay. got stickers all over it from bands that I bought it from and then bands that I did sound for. And yep. and it's, I mean, you know, think about the history of it and all the shows and festivals it was played, used at and how many times I've set that up and carried it around and all the friends and family that have helped me with it. It's really, really hard to let it, it go. It was emotional. I posted a picture of it on the Popbox Music uh, Facebook page if you want to see it. It's beautiful. And the reason that Janelle said Back to the Future is that when it is all set up like that, it kind of looks like the wall of speakers at the beginning of Back to the Future because it's huge. I could, even at my size, I could climb inside one of the subs and take a nap. Like, they're that big. Mm -hmm. And there's four of those. So, they're huge. It's, It's a huge sound system. And it's amazing. I used to, like, go out in the trailer and lay on top of it because they're like... They're like road cases, so they're all like padded and soft on the outside. So I would go out and like take a nap while after I'd like set up stuff if I'd had a late night, you know. Well. I know. I used to like to sleep in cars a lot. Yeah. I was really into that for some reason. Like I would always imagine the the front seat in my Toyota Celica was the most comfortable place I think I've ever slept. Well, I remember one time, like, you called me. Yeah, you called me and said, I'm down in my car sleeping in your, like, apartment's parking lot. <laughs> I'm like, just come up. Go, like, sleep on the couch. You're like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I'd like to sleep in I'm like, my car. What? You're like, I'll come up in the morning when I wake up. <laughs> I'd like to sleep in my car. It was very comfortable. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't now. Our current car isn't the same thing, but it was just perfectly contoured. And I had a great alarm system in there. Uh, like for me to wake up to because my tape deck yes cassette tape deck that I had in the car like it it worked but it wouldn't flip over it's supposed to like automatically flip but um but it didn't work so when it got to the end of the tape it would just kind of click 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 until you ejected it out so if I wanted to take like a half an hour nap I'd put in a 30 minute tape and then at 30 minutes I had 90 minute tapes I had 60-minute tapes, 30-minute tapes, and I even had, if I needed a cat nap, I had a couple, like, uh, like singles where I could get, you know, like a 10- or 15-minute one in. I know. I had a perfect... I could live out of my car. It was great. Well, I'm glad you don't sleep in your car anymore. I know. Me too. Plus, like, you know, the whole sleep apnea thing probably doesn't help any. Although, that's probably why. It's probably because I was, like, sort of upright and I could actually breathe. Yeah. That's why, because you didn't snore as bad. Yeah, when I was sitting upright. So. That's why you always slept in, like, the recliners and Yeah, because I just couldn't breathe laying down, so now that's not a problem anymore. No, now you get a nice good night's sleep, but he did good, I'm proud of him, it was really sad. It was really hard. It was, it was a rough day on Monday. The but. guy that got it was really nice, though, and he's... He bought it for um, his school. It has like a theater department, and they're trying to put together a PA for their stage. It went to a good home. So it went to a good home, and I got some good money for it. And and I got some good money. Yeah. <laughs> so with yours, we're going to Canada, and with me, I bought some vinyl. So yay! I'm not. I didn't spend all of it on vinyl, but I did buy the. New, I spent all mine on. You did. That trip. But I did get um, the new Starflyer 59 um, vinyl re-release of Silver, so it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Pretty pretty stoked on that. So thanks, Velvet Blue Music. (laughs) 
All well, right. and and I had to say also that I was I was joking, but of course, teacher of the year is more important than that. Like, yeah, I got rid of junk, which is I really hard that. for me to do. But you had a real accomplishment, so I'm very proud of you. Ours, mine, will lead to us being able to park in the garage again, but yours, you know, is an actual like accomplishment <laughs> in real life. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, my sister was my sister was like, if. If your fifth grade teacher could see you now, because <laughs> yeah. I talked about it on the show, she like is the one who wrote "dum dum" on the top of my paper yeah. and underlined it five times. I bet you, when I was in her class, she never thought I'd be a teacher, teacher of the year, <laughs> or teacher of the year. Dum dum of the year. That's what we should write <laughs> on your plaque. Dum of the year. Congratulations. So I posted it on our Instagram, our Mandarin Orange Show Instagram. If you scroll back to our first posts. Dum Dum underlying because yeah. <laughs> my mom sent it to me. She kept it all these years. But so. you also posted a picture of Teacher of the Year, didn't you? On Mandarin Orange Show? Oh, well, it's on somewhere. No. Oh, I did it on the story. That's what it was. Yes. Okay, well, I couldn't remember. And it led to like the most likes you've ever gotten. Oh, no. On Facebook, I made, I made a Your post Facebook's on Facebook. popular. It's the most likes I've ever gotten was posting about you, though, so. Uh, I'd take that. I know, but I'm saying you're Facebook popular. <laughs> I just leached off of your Facebook popularity. That's all. But I'll take it. Well, I'm not going to post about myself. I know. That's why I did it for you. <laughs> Thank all right. you. Thank you for bragging about it. Well, we me. have some stuff that's coming up really fast, and we need to talk about it with some vacation pants. Put on your vacation pants. So this last week, since we've talked... We actually booked our trip. Oh, right, right, right. We don't think we talked about it, did we? Did we? I feel like we did. Well, maybe we did. Should we skip it? Let's move on. Well, with that, um, we have had some pretty good movie releases, and we got to talk about it in movie time. Movie time. There were no school plays scheduled on the night of a Star Wars opening. So, so we got to go see Solo. Let me just tell you, Harkins reserved seating. It's so awesome. It's like show up. I'm like getting my nuts. Want to get nuts? While like the movie's about to start in like five minutes. Yeah. It's so great. I love it. And what do you think of Solo? I really thought it was a fun romp. What? How does it rank in your Star Wars movie? Like, what? Order? I don't know. I didn't even really think of it as a Star Wars movie. Interesting observation. It was. It was just fun. Yeah, fun it's a lot of fun. Adventure. And it didn't do as well as like any other Star Wars movie. Like, but I mean, it made a lot of money still. But I think because it is fun, I think it's gonna like have some longer legs. I'm it hoping. seemed to please all the. Yeah, a lot people. of people who whined about The Last Jedi are now like, oh, that was fun. Like, that's, you know. And I I, I feel like, and we're not going to say spoilers here, but I feel like it was it was really, really fun. I loved it. It's probably not, like, the ultimate classic. Like, you know, it was, it was really, really fun, but not as an essential watch as, like, say, the original trilogy or even, you know, The Force Awakens or whatever. Like... You know, it's it's a fun side story, which is exactly what it was meant to right. be. And I, I really, really liked it. Um, so, so much fun. 
So fun to see, like so much fun you saw it that I saw it twice, twice in the same night. I uh, dropped you off at Kirkorian again. Yeah, or studio uh, movie. studio movie girl now, and I saw it the second time with my brother Matt, and that was fun. And he only dozed off a little bit in it, so I told him what he missed. <laughs> well, it was it was a it. it was a late night show. To and be you fair. said you caught a lot more. Well, yeah, there's I mean, because there are so many again, I'm not going to say any specific references, but there are so many like Easter eggs and hidden references and stuff. If you are a longtime Star Wars fan, like you will just eat it up. And there's so many little things peppered all throughout that like if you if you're not you, you couldn't possibly catch it all in the first watch. It's great. So, so great. So I actually went to the movies. Yeah, you went solo. By myself. Ah! <laughs> Yes, I did. And I, you told me to, like, text my f- work friend to meet me there. Yeah. And I told her this week, and she's all, I was already in bed. I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> what time does she go to bed? She's not into movies, and she goes to bed early. <laughs> I think you go to bed early. I know. I know, but people go to bed earlier. Um, so I went and saw Overboard. And what did you think? I loved it. Yeah? It made me cry. It's, how do you think it compared to the original one? I liked it better than the original. Yeah? yeah. They def- they made some updates to the way it plays out that I think were necessary to work yeah, in yeah. today's uh, movie Climate. audience. Yeah, but... No, it was great. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. I lulled. It's funny and touching and so many good just... Like cultural observations, yeah, is great. And um, nobody sat next to me. It's a miracle. No, I did buy my ticket. Like, I mean, like right beforehand. Right before that seems to be the only way you can avoid it. Yeah. Well, in addition to movie theater ones, like we mentioned earlier, we've been doing some like classic movie watching, and we've talked about this before. Sometimes I call it the classic series, where we watch. You know, movies from when we were kids or, you know, before the kids were born anyway. Um, and kind of, you know, catch them up on uh, what they missed in the past. And in this case, we added the elimination game into the mix. We introduced the kiddos to it. So um, let's just go through. These are in no particular order. Not the order we watched them in. But uh, a few that we watched here. Tonight, actually, we just finished watching Around the World in 80 Days. With Jackie Chan. Yeah, it's the Jackie Chan and uh, Keith, not Keith Coogan. <laughs> Keith Coogan. <laughs> Keith Coogan. No, Steve Coogan. It's so great. And I found out, like, I, I looked it up. It was, like, one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. So sad. It was it's, so good. It's so fun. And a, a lot of, like, I was looking at critics' reviews, and they were like, it doesn't stick closely enough to the book. Which I get, because we're that way about certain movies. But I've read Around the World in 80 Days, and... This is just like, I mean, it's a very loose adaptation. It's really not meant to be a close adaptation of it. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. It's it's a fair argument, I suppose. But it's such a fun movie that, like, I just just look at it as something completely different, you know? Right. Because the whole idea of going around the world in 80 days is a fun idea to play with. And right. That's, you know, different from something like an Anne of Green Gables where that story, although there are specific things that happen, is all about that character. Right. 
and you get to know Anne and the characters around her. Whereas Around the World in 80 Days, Jules Verne was, I mean, he wrote characters, but he really wrote adventure stories that had people in them. And if you were to describe, you know, the, the hero from 20,000 Leagues or Around the World in 80 Days or Mysterious Island, like, they all kind of are the same mm-hmm. basic characters. In fact, I couldn't have told you any of their names, period, and I've read all those books. Right. So, you know, to me, those are more about the idea of the story, and that's it's better, easier to play with that and still have a success. Right. That's what I think. Well, I thought it was funny, and so did you, when they aren't flying around the world. They're, you know, taking different modes of transportation, and Luke said that, oh, this must be before the Wright brothers. Yeah. Because, of course, he knows, you know. <laughs> and then there's a part where the Wright brothers show up. He was so excited. Played by the Wilsons, Owen and Luke, and yeah. it was really fun. Yeah, the Wilson brothers are in it. Well, there's so many people in it. Rob Kathy, Schneider. Kathy Bates. Remember when you told me that Rob Schneider died? <laughs> you came home and you're like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like, did you hear Rob Schneider died? And I'm like, like Deuce Bigelow? <laughs> That guy, like the no, the making guy the copy. Jaws, oh, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Oh yeah, and it was just kind of a weird. He was really up. funny. Yeah, I mean, so many people. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Chan has like awesome choreography fights in it. There are so many good people. So around the world, ninety days, great. Okay, so next, well, maybe not next, but next in our list anyway, um, we watched. Two movies of Anne Green Gables. We watched Anne Green Gables and Anne Green Gables: The Good Stars. In these- preparation for our upcoming trip. Yes, of course, to Prince Edward Island. Now these are the 2016 uh, Martin Sheen adaptations. And uh, <laughs> what do you think? They're all starting to blend together. Okay, well, I'll give you my take on it, and maybe it'll refresh your memory. These ones were way better than Anne with an E. Like. Mm-hmm. They were much more in line with, like, the, you know, a little more light-spirited. Um, Martin Sheen, like, you could tell what happened is they signed him on. They're like, hey, we got a starring role for you. And he's Matthew. And except that in this, he's just Martin Sheen. And it's basically rewritten as a star vehicle for Matthew. Matthew, like, has, like, a heroic scene where he saves her from drowning. And he's, he's got... He's, like... Like a Three Stooges act. Oh yeah, there's always like some scenes. slapstick. It's really weird. And he just he talks all the time. Yeah. Whereas like Matthew says like and five lines. Goes, kindred spirits. Oh yeah. Kindred spirits. He he gets all the kindred. Anne never says the words kindred She's spirits. She's yet to say kindred it's spirits. It's only Matthew that says it. And they've stretched it out. So I don't know. We have never figured out why the second one is called The Good Stars. Yeah, the second one's called The Good Stars. And then there's another one that came out, but it's not out on DVD yet. Yeah, we can't find a way to watch that yet. So, but it's uh, this Good Stars is just like part two of Anna Green Gables, basically. But it's weird. So they stretched out, you know, the first book basically into three movies, but it somehow still feels like every scene they're rushed in. Like, everybody talks really fast and things happen really quickly. Yeah, it's weirdly edited. Yeah, like, it feels like they're trying to cram it all in, except... Stretch it out, yo. Yeah. So, and it's because they have to add so much time for Matthew to say stuff. Yeah, and for, he's got so many lines. So... Star of the show. So, speaking of all things Anne... Yes. 
I want to give a shout out to a podcast we started listening to called Call Me Cordelia. Call Me Cordelia. Um, they're friends of the podcast in Maine. That's right. And they are an official fans of anything Anne. All yeah. things Anne. So, so far on their show, they've gone through the Kevin Sullivan original three movies, including the uh, um, Anne, the continuing story. And part of the reason we knew they were kindred spirits is because yeah. they didn't like it and did not feel like it did Anne justice. They're, they're and they're totally, absolutely correct. They're, they're totally hilarious. I feel like they're like. A version of us. Yeah, it's kind of like a bizarro <laughs> Phil and Janelle. Like, if you listen, all you have to do is go to, it's called Call Me Cordelia, and listen to their, um, I think they, it's like episode zero, like their introduction yeah. one. It's only like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. And hear them tell stories, and it's kind of like a bizarro version of us. They have like, two kids, too. Right? Two kids. And they're in education somehow. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, I don't remember exactly how, what they are But they doing, did but. talk about us. On, um, yeah, they couldn't remember the name of our show, but they mentioned because you'd been writing back and forth. To yeah, because I I followed them. Um, I started following them because I'm like getting ready for a Prince Edward Island yeah. trip, and so I followed a bunch of things. But I interact with their stuff because they post fun stuff on their Instagram. Yeah. So. Now they're going through the show Avonlea, which is fun because yes. we just watched all through that again and. I was part of the vote for their rating system. They were gonna they rate each episode with magic out of like magic lanterns. Yeah, so out of five out of five magic lanterns. They were gonna do raspberry cordials, but for Avonlea, yeah, that's it's that's gotta be magic so, lan- lanterns. They did it correct. They they chose yeah. they chose wisely. So. But anyway, give them a little quick listen and uh, tell them Mandarin Orange Show sent you. Yes, and. Um, Maybe we'll be hearing more about them. I'm sure they'll in the review and 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 the good stars. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure they'll get there, and maybe we can chat with them. And I cannot wait to hear what their take is on Anne with an E. I know they'll hate it like we did. And you know, if they want to, maybe we could sit and talk about the '70s BBC adaptation that we have. Well, and all the books you've read, and I've read like all the books, and uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be talking with them. I'm sure. Um, we also watched Harry and the Hendersons, and what did I say before we watched it? He said there was a lot of bad words in it. And there are, there's so much cussing in that movie. So, we watched all these movies when we were at their kids' age. Like, they're so good, and they're so awesome that they're like, we need to not, like, make them paranoid about watching it. Because they're not going to repeat it. I know, but it's it doesn't hurt to let them know, like, hey, these are not words you should use at school. Phil likes to scream when, like, they're about to say a bad word. And I don't it, scream. It startles the kids. I just go like, ugh. <laughs> like kids, you go, ugh. I do not. No, it's that loud. Oh, my gosh. You're so dramatic. <laughs> and then Luke's like, I don't want to listen. <laughs> You were playing that up way too much. Um, but we watched when we were kids. I know. And it's so funny. They used to just get away with a lot more in a PG I movie. know. It is PG. Cause th- but this was PG after PG-13 existed. Right. Because, you know, 80s, like mid and early 80s PG, that's just PG-13. Like, there's, there's a lot no, of but double this, on <laughs> Yeah, like this one is, 
this was post that, and still, man, it's a great movie, though. Lots and of fun. And it's the 80s, is the thing. Like, yeah. you think things would get less no, no. so. No. But. No, I know, and that's why we're showing them some classics. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm cool, I'm hip, but still, I'm, you know, try not to be, like, totally irresponsible. I mean, it made me want to go to Washington. Pacific Northwest, Oregon. yeah. It's so pretty. Um, that part at the end, well, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Harry and the Hendersons, <laughs> where they have to, like, they have to let him back out into the wild before the hunter gets him, and so... They, like, he doesn't want to leave, and he doesn't mm-hmm. understand, and George, like, yells at him and tells him, go, hits we him. don't want you anymore, and he hits him, and then finally Harry leaves, and he's all sad. That scene, like, the way that that is done, we always refer to, if there's another movie that does that, is they, they're doing Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. That's the defining scene of, we don't want you anymore, just go. The epitome. Yeah. So, that was fun. And the makeup's so good. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, his facial expressions and, like, the Adams Family part. Yeah. Da-da-da-da. Well, that's, like, from the trailer. Like, that's when I know. every kid that was alive at that time saw that trailer and was like, I have to see that movie. Yeah. I have to see that movie. It was great. So. And um, uh, that's when that uh, friend of the show, my dad, yeah. <laughs> took me to. Yeah. I saw a lot of movies with my dad. <laughs> you saw see I saw a lot of movies with my parents at home on the VCR when we rented them. No. We I mean I went to the movie some as a kid, but not near as much as you did. No, my dad took me to see Harry and the Hendersons, Back to the Future, like and those were the ones I can remember vividly seeing with them, but we went to a lot of movies. Yeah. Well, okay, next up we saw we watched Big Top Pee Wee. Now, we watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure before, and then we watched Pee-wee's Big Holiday um, on Netflix, and they've watched, like, some of the show and the Christmas special and all that, but we kind of save this one for last because in... It's weird. What's weird, there's a lot of, like, you know, mostly, I think, stuff that went over their head, you know, but, uh, there's, you know, he's, like, kisses, and, like, he's all in, like, a love triangle and stuff, and they keep it pretty pg but oh, kind of, kind of, but it definitely uh, pushes the. Uh, there's a reason that they. I mean, aside from his scandal, they probably wouldn't have gone and made no. another one right away because no. this one was not well received when it came out. Everyone was expecting Pee Wee's Big Adventure Part Two, and they got this with the talking pig, and you know, and a hot dog tree, a hot dog tree, and, <laughs> and here's the thing, like, to me, that stuff makes sense, because if you watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, like, he has weird stuff like that, but because he went for the, like, silly kitty stuff like that, but also, like, I'm gonna hop, hop on top of a girl and try to make her do things. Yeah, in front of children. In front of children, like, in the movie, in front of children. Like, and, yeah, that was, would not fly. No, well, it definitely wouldn't fly now, but it also just... You know, I think, like, they needed to either choose, hey, this is going to be a more adult Pee-wee, we're going to go PG-13, right. or, you know, let's make it silly and fun like that one. Because, you know, in Pee-wee's Big I'm Adventure... I'm sure, like, that was the top of his career. I'm sure tons of kids went and saw that. Yeah, like, I remember... See, again, we rented it, but same thing. Like, it was like, oh, it's a little more... We rented it, too. I didn't see that one in the theater. So your dad had taste even back then. <laughs> It's fun. I mean, like, aside from that, like, as an adult, it's fun. It's goofy. It's totally dumb and weird, but it's fun. Yeah. 
It's just silly. Yeah. So, the kids liked it, but they liked the other ones better, I think. That, that's what they said. So. And finally, although some might not put this in the classics category. <laughs> Audrey did. Uh, Audrey did. I love this movie. We watched Johnny English Reborn, which is the second Johnny English. So stupid. We watched the first one a while ago. I don't know how you can say it's stupid. It's a spoof. It's so funny. It's Rowan Atkinson. He's, I didn't say it wasn't funny. He's an international treasure. <laughs> and we had to watch it because we watched the first one a while ago. And the third one is coming out in like September. Mm-hmm. So we have to be ready for it. And we're seeing that in the theater. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Definitely. Any movie that we can bring our kids yeah. to. That's um, halfway decent. It's... I love them. I saw this one in the theater. Well, I saw both of we them We saw... The Did we see the last one with our kids? In the theater? This yeah. is the last one. Oh, that was the last one. Okay. They only have done two. The third one is coming out. Okay. I don't know I, what you're thinking of. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Mr. Bean? No. That came out, like, before they were born. Hmm. We saw Mr. Bean's Holiday in the theater, but that was before the kids were born, too. Hmm. Or at least when they were babies. No, I think that was before they were born. Anyway. Did we see something with Rowan Atkinson? With the kids? I don't think so. In the theater? I don't think so. Hmm. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Maybe he was in, like, was he in, like, a Paddington movie or something briefly? Possibly? He was, maybe. I don't know. So, anyway, that's the classics. And you guys should watch some of those. Tell us what other movies we should watch with our kids. Yeah, we're we're thinking of... Well, here's a big one that's in the pile that they haven't picked yet that kind of, like, traumatized me as a kid. Oh, yeah, we've thought about... I, I, I don't know, but I saw it when I was their age, too. I did, too. And it was freaky. In the theater. Yeah, see, I watched it at home. <laughs> and, well, at my grandparents' house, actually. In the theater. But we've got Return to Oz out there. We can't watch it at night. No, and, like, we'll probably make them cover their eyes for the, like, Princess Mombi scene <laughs> with the headless. Yeah. Because, my gosh, like, I had nightmares about that uh-huh. for weeks. But I think the rest they'll be okay with. The wheelies are pretty They've freaky. Seen, that was, like, the first live-action movie Luke ever saw. It was The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think they can handle it now, though. Yeah. I mean, I watched, like, Temple of Doom it's when I was there. a kid. We'll like, see if they ever pick it. Yeah. But you were thinking about putting Three Amigos in. Yeah, I think there's enough, like, I know how to, you know, they, they, they'll be fine. I saw that one, too. I saw that in, like, fourth grade or whenever that came out. That one, no, I think we rented that one, too. I rented that one. But, man, I mean, they would love that. Maybe we went to the drive Invisible Horseman, right? Yeah. Uh, Singing Bush. Now, speaking of, like, renting movies... Yeah. Like, for the longest time, like, VCRs were so expensive, like, my mom would go to the major video and rent the VCR. Yeah. And it was, like, 20 bucks to rent. But they were, like, a couple hundred to buy. With the amount of times we went and rented Probably VCR. Probably could have just bought one. <laughs> No, we had, like, a top loader, like, for years. Never had a top loader. We yeah. went straight to the, just push in. Oh, man, that was luxury. <laughs> well, that's it for the movies. Um, we've got a couple more things we need to cover here. Let's talk Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. This CPC. We're just doing all the... We're doing all the hits. 
the entertainment. We've got a lot of stuff to cover here, and I don't want to, like, you know, fall behind on anything. First of all, we're, like, struggling to get... Not struggling, but we're watching as quickly as we can the remix season four of Arrested Development because... We even started the new season. I know, but we want to, like, watch the remix before it starts, and we're having and so I much fun. And I keep falling asleep. It's just, you always got to go to bed so early. How do you feel about the remix? I like it. Um, I It's been long enough that I watched, since I watched the original season four, it's hard to compare. Like, it makes it more bite-sized, and I like that. They do a lot of, like, repeating of Flashback stuff. Flashback of flashbacks the stuff you just saw in the last episode. And a lot of, like, over-narration sometimes, which, I don't know, like, it's not, it's not horrible, though. I'm enjoying it a lot. And I really like the original way the first, the season four was, but I also like this in that's kind of newer, mm-hmm. you know, it's more like the original format. So I'm cool with it. It's fun just watching it again. There's some things I would change, but, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, previously on through the whole episode. Like, half of the episode, right. Like I'm like, I just saw this. But then again, some of it is, like, so funny. And then they'll do, like, little additional jokes about it right, sometimes. Right. So... It's still great. I mean, it's still better than many, many, many TV shows that exist, even in this. But um, it's not... I mean, those first three seasons are absolutely perfect. Yeah. Season four was great, and I'm thankful that we got it, and it's a lot of fun. But it's not quite up to, So do you you think... Was it Series of Unfortunate Events that does the next time on? And then it's not really in the next episode? Well, that's been done a lot. I mean, Arrested Development obviously did that. Did Arrested Development start it? Um, no. Like, I, the oldest example I can think of is Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like, it goes, oh, like, right, way right. back. Like, and it's possible they got that from somewhere, but that's the one at least, at least that okay. far back. Because those were always hilarious, yeah. you know? I just and sometimes they saying like, "I just wish this was in the next, yeah. actually in the next episode," and Arrested Development does yeah that too. danger mouse also did that a little bit later so a danger lot of cartoons did that mouse. stuff but i'm sure i mean i don't know where it started but it's not like they made it up you know right but it, they do it great i mean it's always a really funny thing now the funny part is with the remix a lot of times the things actually do happen because they don't have additional footage of stuff that happened in every episode right because they had they have more episodes right. in the remix version so anyway uh, so that's great, but really the reason we have to do the uh, Couch Potato Corner, and I'm buckling in for this one, but it's well, time. Well, according the, to our doc, the Barfolette premiered. The Barfolette. The Barfolette? Barfolette. The Bachelorette. Uh. <laughs> um. So, Phil came in the room, like, as it started airing. I'm like, you gonna watch it with me this season? Like no, yeah, right. I just need to get my plug. <laughs> so irritating. Need to get my plug for my DS out of the room so I can. Phil do does get excited when the Bachelorette premieres because one, he can actually play video games. Yeah, it's my one night a week where there's no obligation. Because you're not going to get mad at me for goofing off since you're watching the Bachelorette, and you know. And two, I fold the laundry. And that's when we actually have laundry folded, yeah. Because there's a lot of commercials, so. I gotta watch it live, so I'm not spoiled. Right. But well, do you want any anything you want to share about it? Like, you seem like you're not as into this one. I just really like everybody's like freaking out like about how wonderful it is, and 
I thought the guys were lame. There is a Zoolander. Does this Zoolander? He's like a male model, and yeah. he's, he says things like, but "Why male models?" Well, he said, he said something like, "You know, my money makers, my face." And stuff, and he just says Zoolanderish kind yeah. of thing. So he's entertaining. I hope he stays on for a while. But did his friends really did his friends die in a freak gasoline fight? Probably that'll come up. <laughs> he did do a look like in his pack, like blue in his, steel. He did like Magnum. a blue steel, like you know they go before they meet the Bachelorette. They go and film them in their like jobs and yeah. stuff. And he he did like a pensive, like serious, total like Zoolander look. So, what's but, his yeah. favorite drink? He didn't say. Orange mocha frappuccino. <laughs> um, but he, you know, like it'll grow on me. Okay. I just haven't connected with anybody yet. I can't wait for you to connect with them. <laughs> um. Okay, we have to do a quick video games update. So, I've been... Did I already talk about this now that I'm doing it? I cannot remember. I don't know. You edited it, babe. I know. Now I'm remembering. Did I say it and I edited it? Or did I not? Well, I'm going to tell it, but then I'm going to listen to the other one when (laughs) I do it and see, and I won't put it in there if I already told it. There you go. So, a quick update, because last time we talked about the Linkapix saga. Talked about the little puzzle game that I have... That wasn't working. No, I did talk about it. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I said this on the last show. <laughs> you know what I read? What? I read on this, like, changes at 40 that your memory loss goes. It's you bad. You just start having memory loss. Like, it, it's just not as fine-tuned. Like, you have your long-term and stuff still, but I feel like that. I'll be like... I'll walk in a room and be like, what? It's bad. <laughs> also known as dad brain, I like to say. like, It's so weird how our body ages. I I don't know. Well, I don't remember if I said it or not last time, honestly. I Bro. think I did. But maybe I was just calling my brother to tell him about it. You either called your brother or said did. Or I already sure. said it. Well, anyway, I, I tweeted the lady who works on the game. Cause, and I don't know if you just said it if to I me just told or you. if you said it on the show either. And Because I, I figured out like a workaround for it. And I was able to switch from doing the touch inputs to buttons. And uh, now like I'm able to go and kind of override the, the mistake. And I send it to her and she's like, oh, we didn't even think about that. That's great. Thanks for letting me know. We're sending a patch in and we're going to hopefully have it fixed soon, you know. So I, I li- we live in an age where I'm able to be irritated by something, reach out to the person who made it, tell them how to fix it, and then they fix it. It's perfect. Bravo. It's perfect. Speaking of being almost 40... It's a perfect time to be almost 40. Imagine those guys, like, rocking on the porches, you know, back in the 50s, complaining about what, like, you know, all this and that. Kids these days. Complaining about, like, fixing their plumbing. Yeah. Now, they could have just, like, texted someone or tweeted Watched them or whatever. Watched YouTube video. And made it and solved it. Problem solved. I've also been playing a lot of Metroid, and that's fun. Well, in my room escape... You were, like, really happy that some of the kids knew that it was Metroid. I'm definitely sure we said that on the show already. 
Well, this has been video game remembering. <laughs> That's been the game. Remember that time on the show when we already said that? I'm pretty sure we did the elimination game. No, we did. Well, maybe a long time ago. In the first episode. It's but possible. We're on episode 88. So. Yeah, we can repeat. And plus, we have a new updated part of it because we did it with our kids. So. Right. Who knows? What if we just say the same thing on every episode and we're not aware of it? Have we just been saying the same thing over and over again? Deja vu. We should change the name of our podcast to Deja vu. Or just the Mandarin Orange Show again. <laughs> um, well, last thing that we need to cover because we've just we've been going through it all, but this is important. We got to talk some fiction books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it? I sure I love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. Well, I finished Anne of Green Gables, which I'm pretty sure I already talked about. Yeah, but now you're reading <laughs> Anne of Avonlea. Not enough Gilbert. Yeah, you've got to get to that later. Bring Gil. Bring Gilbert in. He's coming. He's a coming. Um, yeah, I want Gilbert. He's great. Speaking of Lucy Bob Montgomery, I finished reading The Blue Castle. I've been reading, like, all the other stuff that she wrote outside of the Anne universe um, because, again, to prepare for Prince Edward Island. Now, this one actually didn't really take place on Prince Edward Island. I found out most of the way through. But still, you know, doing my research. Right. But, oh, my gosh, it is so good. I cannot believe a version of it has never been, like, adapted for film or TV like, you should write it. So much so that I almost kind of want to. Because it's such a great story. Such a great character. I mean, every bit as memorable as Anne is in her own way. Like, it is... Period pieces are really big right now. Well, and uh, uh, it's interesting. Because you know one of my favorite authors in the whole wide world is William Goldman. Who wrote The Princess Bride uh-huh. and uh, Marathon Man. And many, many other great classics that I love. And... Of all the authors, like if I was to compare this particular book to anyone, it reminds me of a William Goldman book. You wanted me to read it too, but you only had it on loan from the library. For well, a little bit. yeah, most of the books, like you know, you can renew it like for weeks and on end. But this one had a no uh, renewals because I ordered it and they sent it from some other like extension branch, so I had to read it real quick and send it back. Awesome. Yeah, library talk. <laughs> also, we finished the Phantom Toll Booth with the kids. I don't remember if we talked about that either, but they loved it, and it's great. You should read it. I should probably, like, delete the stuff we talked about so that I don't forget. I think that was the idea with the Yeah, but see, here's the thing, then. I was leaving it on there, so I'd remember what we said before, but then I can't remember if we said it or not, and so then it gets on there again. Mm -hmm. Man, my memory's gone. What's happened? But there's certain things. Like, I can remember the smell of my sound system and, you know, setting it up and... The way you hold each thing so that you can lift it the best. Which amps are weighted the right way so that I can lift it without like hurting my back. But I can't remember what we talked about in the last episode. So, you remember things vividly about your hoard. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I know exactly where I have my stuff piled around the house. Because Phil's been missing some CDs and he has stayed up at night. It's driving me crazy. He can't sleep. He can't think about anything else. He's, like, obsessing over it. And Janelle's like, well, why don't you just buy them again? They're not that expensive. But the thing is, there's three of them I know that are missing now. And I only, like, knew because, like, you know, oh, I'm going to go pull that out. And then it's not there in the, in the, in the 
collection. And I'm like, where is that? And the three of them kind of fit together thematically. So I know I had grabbed a little stack of CDs, probably brought them in the car, and then brought them back in the house and set them down somewhere. And then they got buried at some point or got shifted around or stuck inside a box or something. Thrown away. And here's the thing. <laughs> if I just bought the three I know are missing, sure, and I replaced it. But what if there was a stack of five of them? I don't know what else is missing, and maybe I forgot. But it doesn't matter if you didn't, if you don't know. But I do know, because then I go to look for one that I want to listen to, and it's not there, which has happened so three just times. Buy the ones that you know, and then when but, you, if you ever remember the other ones or ever think to listen to that, them again, that doesn't you fix can buy the problem. Too. I'll have them. That's great, but in my brain, still is going like, "Hey, where are those CDs at? Where'd you look here? Yeah, I looked there. Are you sure you looked there?" That's what my brain's telling so me. Weird. Constantly. Right now, I'm thinking, I should go over and make sure I checked all those boxes by the back door of the garage. I mean, like, I lose stuff a lot. I know. And it's kind of just, like, fun to find it again no. years later. No. It's horrible. <laughs> Plus, like, how many times have you, like, put stuff accidentally into the recycling and then it's just gone forever? I don't put stuff... Ac- you want to believe I've accidentally put stuff in the recycling. I don't. I'm almost certain of it. I don't. I don't. Then where is the Bachelor video game I bought you? <laughs> That's going to turn up in five years. I sure hope so. That's Think on about my list. all the, like, wasted minutes in your life... Thinking about losing stuff. Yeah, but when I do find something I was missing, the sense of relief and relaxation (laughs) is like no other sensation. It's so wonderful and like just cathartic. Like I'm free. I finally know where those things are again. I'm a little OCD, I think. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) All right. Well, I really wanted to do other stuff too, but I guess for tonight... Remember how you said we were going to keep it short? I know. I always say that. Because we have so much to do. I know. Well, we are going to shorten it to the end right now because it's time. And uh, we hope we got you to where you're going. I hope so. How's your commute? (laughs) Let us know. How was your lawn mowing? Did we help you fall asleep, perhaps? Were you exercising? Maybe doing some acrobatic yoga? Write us and tell us what you do while you listen. We would love to hear. What do you do while you listen to podcasts? You're always driving. I only drive, and sometimes when I'm cooking. Yeah, or folding laundry. Folding laundry. Sometimes when I'm cleaning the kids' room and they need to have a break, I send them out. Yeah. And I keep working and listen. That's your podcast time. I only listen to podcasts on my computer. Oh, I I do what works, too, like after school. Yeah, put on I'll put it on. I only ever listen to podcasts on the computer, if at all. I don't, like, listen to them on my phone. I don't have room to have an app for anything like that. I was really mad at the iCloud feature because I accidentally deleted a bunch of my Hawaii pictures that I'll never get back because of it. But it actually... Now I have it set to my pictures automatically download to my computer if I'm over Wi-Fi. And it opens up iCloud. I just... I haven't ran out of room. I haven't deleted anything. I can't I believe anything. you're trusting that again now if you're, after you lost all those pictures. No, now they're there. It, Wi-Fi. Not, but not the ones from Hawaii. Well, because I had didn't have it set right. 
Burn me once, shame on you. Burn me twice, shame it's on okay. iCloud. You took a lot of pictures too. I did. I mean, things that haunt me in my life are me losing my pictures. I know. I left my camera on a Greyhound bus after a trip to Colorado. Never know. I'll never see the fun I had. What if it was just overexposed and nothing came out of it? It could have been back then. It was definitely good. Okay. It was good pictures. I mean, I think it is. (laughs) Well, somewhere out there, someone probably developed that and now... We lost... Uh, a disposable camera at Disneyland. Yeah. And we reported it missing to the lost and found department. And they sent us one. But it wasn't the right one. And we got it developed and there was this other family. So like, someone else some out there has our... So if that happened to you, I've got your pictures. <laughs> Did you keep them? Yeah. Yeah, Just we in kept case. them. Yeah. In case someday we became famous enough to like swap yeah, pictures you, back. Yeah, because you keep the negatives, remember? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I got them. Well, let us know what you do with podcasts and also what you are sad about losing. Because I feel your pain. I lost a green shirt in Florida. Yeah. Now you can pinpoint on social media when's the last time you had this outfit or shirt. Yeah. And the last time was in Florida. And I love that green shirt. Once I left one of my favorite sweatshirts on an airplane, but I realized it like right as we were walking out from the tunnel Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let us go back on. And I'm like, can you just get someone to do it? And they're like, once you're off the plane, there's nothing we can do. That's such a lie. Yeah. Like, you you can't go back on. Yeah, or get one of the people who are on there cleaning right now to grab it and bring it out. They said no. I remember. I was, like, mad. See, back then, I feel like now I would have, like, argued it a little bit more. Like, come on. Like, you're telling me there's no... You were scared of the airport back then. Now, we, like, have been on enough trips that we're, like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. Yeah, I was was an experience. Try to take our stroller away. Yeah, no, we're going to keep the stroller. That can't go through security. We're, like... Yeah, it can. It did on the way here. Anyway. Don't leave your stuff on the plane, because it's a bummer. <laughs> and with that, we want to thank you guys for listening. Drop us a line at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. And we'll be back to talk with you guys again next week. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.